0: Hello and welcome back to Bloomberg Bear Crypto. My name is James Gore, and this video is for the 16th of April 2020. Going to be looking at the general markets, going to be talking a bit about crude oil, and talking about crypto more importantly, and just some trends we're seeing. Going to be visiting our Ethereum uh, technical analysis because it had a little breakout. I'm just going to use that as a bit of a lesson and then some very, very key news from the past couple of days, some very interesting things has been going on. But before we do begin, as I typically say, don't forget to subscribe and follow wherever you are consuming this content and make sure that you head on over to bullandbearcrypto.com forward slash insider just so you can stay up to date with all things bear, get a little extra email uh goodness to your inbox which will be uh sending something out relatively soon so that'll be a, a regular thing Going to be talking about some some uh extra content that's worth consuming on the emails probably weekly um but yeah let's talk a bit about what's been happening recently so very interesting piece of news talking about the dow jones today which i read which was absolutely amazing um basically the dow jones has had its most significant move or, or rally or or movement since 1938, um, which is really interesting when you contrast that with how many people uh, are currently fighting for unemployment at the moment. How many people are ultimately um, not really working, just due to the economy, um, the actual functioning economy um, having no, no, um, no, no real operational for the majority of it, at least. Um, just due to what's happening with the government guidance and, and lockdown, so it's very interesting. It goes to show you that the markets are not really a strong representation of the economy in a from a functional standpoint. But that doesn't mean that we can't trade it. Doesn't mean that we can't make money from it. Um, I did mention previously that I'd expect to be. We're looking at SPX, to be fair, S P five hundred index. But I did. I did mention that I'd expect to see. Uh, the f- price basically moved towards the 50-day moving average, then we get rejected. Then we start seeing the real kind of um, outcome from what's been happening uh, globally. So I'd expect to see further downside from the traditional markets now. So if you were looking for uh, some opportunities, I'd say going along would probably be a bit, be a bit more risky uh, compared to um, some short positions that probably be more available to you at the moment. Um, but, if we take a quick look at gold as well, so looking at gold, gold had a recent new uh all time high from the past seven years reached a high of about seventeen thousand four hundred uh seventeen thousand forty seven dollars almost as high as uh, I think eighteen thousand is the absolute sorry, eighteen hundred is the absolute high uh that is it's reached um but yeah a very very interesting space we're in now, but more importantly. Um, I think it's worth paying attention to uh, oil at the moment. So I did mention previously that we're likely to see further, uh, a bit f- a further downside in in the uh, at least short term with oil. But we've had some news from OPEC countries that they're basically going to. Um, Reduce reduce supply so basically manage supply so creating some of scarcity so price should be increasing which means that I expect to see price flattening out a bit. Also got some news that we're likely to see some of the central bank, the uh, Fed actually, um, bail out some of the shale oil uh, companies in the US which means that all in all it'll be business as usual. Um, so we will probably like to see a tiny bit further downside also sideways trading and, and price averaging out So that's something to consider as well, but let's talk about the markets that we Probably operate the most in if you're watching or listening to my content, which is cryptocurrency and looking at bitcoin today Bitcoin had basically a bullish engulfing candle um, The price action has been really interesting if you if you if you want to pay attention to where we had the the drop off on the 12th of march strong Maribozu candle and then some further downside with a, a trend reversal candle bullish reversal hammer on the daily charts on the 13th of march technically speaking since we've had that bullish reversal hammer we have seen a consistent uptrend with btc we have and that's very interesting very very interesting that's one thing to kind of pay attention to because it can kind of get caught up in the weeds a bit with um price action from day to day there's so much economic uncertainty obviously there's a liquidity crunch so people selling off their bitcoins who can actually have cash um if we if we look at how the markets are playing out now if we were to if we were to start closing above the 50 day moving average i'd expect to see um some sideways action and ranging between s- between whatever price that'd be above the 50 day which could be from 6800 Uh, Upwards uh, to where the hundred and two hundred day seems to be averaging out which is around the 8,000 to 8,100 USD mark Um, We also have a level of resistance and support at $8,055 as well So I wouldn't think it'd be unreasonable for us to take one more step up But in the next couple of months and start range trading between those two two points That's provided we start trading above the 50-day moving average. We do have the halvening halving happening in 27 or 28 days so there is generally speaking price doesn't start to increase until a few months after that date anyway um but just looking at it now if i was just going to purely look at the day at the daily chart we have a bullish engulfing candle looks like it's going to close uh, with uh the open and Roughly engulfing the entirety of the previous candle. Generally speaking, that's bullish. However, we would not need an increase in volume. However, we'd also need to kind of start reaching some some new range highs as well. Um, the range we're in. If we drill a bit deeper down into four-hour time frame as well, get a bit more information. So let me just turn off the smooth moving smoothed moving averages. But right now we're seeing a lot of chop. To be fair, uh, let me just open up the volume chart so we get a bit more information. Um, volume volume has generally been a bit wishy washy. To be fair, mostly we're seeing strong spikes in bearish volume on a lot of these moves, um, and, and volume then tapering off after that. So, uh, volume the bulls generally seem to be driving up uh, price slowly but surely, and then we see sudden sell-offs and su- sudden spikes uh, in terms of bearish volume. If we d- drill a bit deeper down to the hourly time frame as well. Um, we can see that we have the beginnings, the makings of a uh, bullish pennant forming on the hourly time frame, which could indicate that we're going to have one last move up, likely from the 7,038 USD mark to the next level of resistance, which is likely to be at $72,080 mark. Let's turn on volume profile visible range as well to get a bit of an idea. But it kind of seems like if we do break above uh, the most immediate resistance, which is at 71000 7100 rather um we will find resistance at 7296 roughly which is again is in that range which i previously mentioned so if we do get a one last push um that could indicate some last bit of strength in this move from the bulls we have do have decreasing body moving into this price compression on the hourly time frame what would that look like on the uh, the the, lo- uh, the large time frames well that on the four hour time frame that basically be um, a push into this 7200 USD mark area and on the daily it basically mean that we would get a close above the 50-day moving average, which is what I think is worth keeping an eye on at the moment, if you're looking at this day-to-day. Day. So let's quickly move over to Ethereum. So I did mention Ethereum in my last video. Um, I did say it's likely it's looking better compared to some other coins and BTC. Uh, we have a uh, an equilibrium pattern forming on uh, the daily time frame, which we kind of. Uh, keyed out for you guys all are, are watching and i was mentioning how there's this channel that's forming on the hourly time frame or the 30 minute time frame depending on how you like to look at things that's relatively predictable a bit easier to trade basically make an entry on supports look to make an exit on resistance that's one way to look at it um, if you are looking to make those smaller uh take advantage of those smaller moves literally be half a percent 1.5 percent move maximum if you were to do that but it's also a good indication as to where things were going because the channel really didn't break and if you t- another another tip for trading channels if you want to look at the price action do look at where price action is in that in that channel or in that range so you, you have a support resistance and then we have the median line middle line uh, which is 50% of, of, of the channel if price actions trending to you know trading above uh, the midline and we're looking to break out of our um our equilibrium pattern that was forming um we did we actually did break out and we saw some set off but it just basically establishes a a new high for the channel um and we and we smashed above that and had a had a lovely breakout more price compression more more of a, a harami candle uh, another harami candle forming basically i mean if we drill deeper down that would be an equilibrium pattern as well forming on the short time frames which i'll do i'll demonstrate for you Um, so if we take a look here again we have another eq pattern so we have a high low lower high higher low and then we had that breakout and that move and then we had the the, the full move on ethereum so that's that was that was a, a, a trade you could have taken advantage of in theory um, if you were looking at that, but let's take a look at Tezos. So, why am I saying take a look at Tezos? Well, Tezos versus BTC on the daily has form is forming price compression, and again, that basically represents itself as an equilibrium pattern on the shorter term time frame. So, if we take a look at the EQ pattern on the short term time frames. We're having decreasing volume as, as with, with this price compression. Interestingly enough, however, volume is starting to spike back up. So that could be an indication that we're likely to see a more of a significant move in the coming days. But ultimately we have a high, low, lower high, higher low, uh, lower high, higher low. And it looks like we found a consistent level of support here. If I just tack on that on the chart so you guys can see it and I'll call out the actual numbers for you listening. We take a look. We have 0.002 or 2800 Satoshis, arguably. You can say we've actually bounced from that level uh, a considerable number of times. Seems like it's maintained support in the four hour time frame. So, Tezos, I'd arguably say, is looking to be a bit more interesting now, likely to have a move relatively soon. Another one is Stella. We're going to look at stellar Lumens on the daily time frame. And the reason why I'm bringing this one up is a slightly different chart pattern. So, it looks like it's been. Um, re- likely to have hit bottom based on what we're looking at. Arguably, i say you have to tr- pay attention closely to Bitcoin first um, and then decide what the markets are doing. At the moment, we're getting a pretty equal uh, amount of action in terms of dominance from Bitcoin and altcoins. It's quite strong contention. I'd say it's about 50-50. Um, but it seems like for more of a swing term, more of a long-term play, um stellar looks, looks looks relatively interesting let's check in on cardano bit of a similar story from cardano nothing too crazy looks like it's starting sideways trade decreasing decreasing volume and, and and finding support on that level we mentioned in my in one of my videos previously uh binance coin binance coin is really interesting because it's, it's basically trading in uh, a, a range we mentioned a considerable time ago, well not considerable time, just a couple of weeks ago basically, um, and it looks like it's, it's trending upwards, now it's, it's it's about to reach the, the midpoint of this range, um, so we're likely to get more information now as to what's likely to happen. But Binance Coin is is trading relatively more predictably compared to some other cryptocurrencies out there. Um, We have a coin burn approaching in a couple of months. So I'd expect the demand for this coin to generally increase as well. It'd be interesting to see if we have some fundamental news regarding Binance's crypto debit card as well. There's there's always new developments. So if they have some kind of means of providing uh, cash back on that debit card as well in in the form of Binance Coin, which is entirely possible. Um, that's likely to drive up demand for Binance coin as well So some fundamental things going on and some some more technical things going on as well. Another one. I'd keep my eye on is EOS we did mention it a little while ago um, It's just had a bit of a move today Um nothing, nothing too staggering compared to other coins out there. I'm sure there's some other coins just scrolling through the list um, I know Monero was inter- an interesting one, but let's take a look at VeChain Whereas we chain, nothing today, Komodo Komodo's is up thirteen percent today as well. Um, but EOS, um, I'd watch very closely how it how it um, consolidates in terms of volume and price action, just because it seems like um, it it might be starting to to build up some momentum again, and then we can start seeing some a proper either a run or just a, a few days of of, uh, of high trading action to the upside. So. Um, So that's it for the technical analysis section. Again, do head on over to bloombergcrypto.com forward slash insider To get all the juicy updates and make sure you never miss any content from us, but we're going to move over to the news So Libra the stable coin from Facebook. So um, if you remember in the last video, I mentioned um, I actually touched upon it in a rather service level way I probably should go a bit deeper in this one um, that's um, regulators and there's some uh, some guidance from the IMF suggesting that stable coins basically should be barred not banned barred but basically that it's going to be very hard to be a stable coin in the future without adhering to their regulations and there is you know there's a, there's a contest uh, or, or contentious points moving forward when it comes to um, cryptocurrencies stablecoins in particular and central bank currencies and privatization of money again because money hasn't always been a issued from central banks there has been times it's been issued from uh, private companies as well or, or private banks as well and, it, and it's been a medium of exchange so it wouldn't be un- unreasonable to argue that we move back to that system uh, in the future where money's more democratized um, but the reason I'm bringing up Libra is because they've they're, they're starting to adapt their uh, you could arguably say monetary policy or or, or their approach to uh, participating in the new new monetary economy which is h- popping up in the future and trying to be more regulate regulator friendly now this is necessary for for these stable coins to exist in my personal opinion Um, especially if it's being um, if it's coming from outside the cryptocurrency space which will have much more scrutiny on eyes on it from from a company like facebook if it was to be be uh, successful but this is indicating to us that we're likely to see some kind of stable coin coming from a private company likely to be facebook in the future and this is it's an interesting one because I'm, I'm right now I'm looking up uh, arguments for and against KYC because ultimately it comes down to KYC. Um, are we going to be or are we going to see a future where digital currencies, cryptocurrencies will have to adhere to strong KYC and regulatory frameworks? It seems like we're being pushed in that direction. And what is that ultimately? Um, You know there are there are some people saying there's no there's no use for KYC KYC is basically limiting people or it's or it's abused. I am not completely of that position. Just because if uh, if there is no KYC, if there is no no uh, you know means of screening people uh, in terms of onboarding them onto you know third party exchanges or or third party. Uh, platforms where they can basically get access to digital currencies. Then it's likely that you know, we will have terrorist financing We will have fraud tax evasion um, money laundering however, that's not really I, I the I, one thing I'll say is that people Will find a way ultimately and previously on the channel. We've talked about what percentage of um, Cryptocurrency transactions are used for what i've mentioned previously and it's actually less than one uh, percent which is less than cash less than existing existing economies uh, not existing economies existing means of transacting value globally so you know this space really does have probably has one of the best um one of the lowest uh, percentages of people using crypto for um for you know ill means ultimately um, but in terms of the future where we have uh, individual freedom um, ability to spend and transact uh, and participate in economies from anyone really around the world KYC is basically going to put a stop to that type of future where one will kind of argues a bit, a bit of a utopic view um, so th- I, I can definitely see in the future um, a, a more of a divide between cryptocurrencies and exchanges and let's say parties that operate from the position of we will be KYC compliance and regulatory compliant versus the rest of the cryptocurrency space, which will probably morph off again into privacy coin focused, privacy focused transactions, um, no KYC, access to their crypto, access to their particular cryptocurrency without any KYC or or, or regulatory consideration. And so this means decentralized exchanges. This means peer to peer transactions. This means, uh, imagine a company like Binance which doesn't have any base of operations, legal base of operations. Technically speaking, Binance, no one knows where they're they're legally legally operating from. They're meant to be legally operating from Malta, but we found out recently that's not entirely true. So, you know, there, there probably will come a point when we have decentralized exchanges where people can uh, interact peer to peer. But it's just just because we're so early, um, having enough liquidity to, to be able to, to operate in those exchanges functionally from a from a risk perspective, probably we're not there yet. So probably a few more years. Um, but there is a kind of, of Cat-and-mouse game happening at the moment especially with Bitcoin in terms of what's happening with CoinJoin and why you know Why we have Whirlpool and samurai wallets? Um, popping up and why there's more and more uh, Coin join transactions people want privacy people want control people want to be able to just live their lives and do what they're doing and probably a fair percentage of those people um, are looking to do some kind of tax evasion but you know arguably with all the money printing that's been happening recently one of the one of the memes that has been going around is what's the point of taxes if the government's just going to print the money anyway why are we paying taxes so moving on (laughs) so bitcoin volatility tracking options see 25 percent monthly volume increase so Move on options contracts, which track Bitcoin's daily volatility. We saw a 25 to 30% day trading volume increase on the crypto derivatives platform, Delta Exchange. According to an announcement, which Delta Exchange sent to Cointelegraph on April 16th, move contracts worth $8 million were traded on the platform over the past 30 days. The platform also observed an additional $1 million worth of Ether volatility tracking contracts traded during the time uh, the CEO said. We'll skip this. But basically, the reason why I'm including this is... Um, More people trading Bitcoin ultimately this is a Bitcoin derivative technically anything that's not trading spot is technically a derivative of Bitcoin but the increase in volume is pretty bullish signal I'm going to talk about a few other uh, bullish signals as well and some some uh, people contesting that as well like sort of uh, um, Peter Schiff Um, But let's talk about liquidity as well So this is this is one key thing I want to talk about so XRP liquidity value skyrockets to new highs in two ODL powered corridors. So Let's talk about what this actually means So the Twitter bot that regularly shares data on XRP liquidity in three of Ripple's ODL corridors has reported that in two of them The liquidity index value is now well above the previous all-time highs The new all-time highs have been reached in Australia the BTC markets exchange and Mexico ripple backed Bitso exchange the surge above previous all-time highs is quite significant, about two point five million for BTC markets and two point one for Bitso markets. Um, so, what wh- why I think this is significant is that this isn't really reflected in Ripple's price, and this is what what I'm really wondering about with XRP. So, let's just take a look at XRP versus the dollar rather than rather than um, rather than uh, Bitcoin. So, X XRP. Has pretty much been on track with the Bitcoin price action. It hasn't really differed too much. Looking at, looking at the chart, but it's been severely underperforming. Uh, if we just, I mean, if we, if we, if you look at this chart, it's obviously been been a downtrend since um, absolute mania, the parabolic move of December seventeenth, twenty seventeen, 2017 rather. And looking at the BTC comparative, pretty much the same thing realistically speaking, we're still in that same kind of um, range where prior to the move, it would have made sense to make an entry. So the, the question is, for people that are interested in Ripple for a swing term uh, position, would it make sense with with, uh, with this news that would you be acting before before the, you know, the fundamentals really kick in and, and is represented in price? Because this is quite relatively bullish. I'm starting to see... Um, More and more bullish news from a fundamental uh, Perspective with with regards to XRP token popping up on Twitter. So something to consider Something definitely to consider moving on to Bitcoin halving So halving rather so Bitcoin halving is not bullish and, and risks sell the fact as no one will buy BTC after so That's a quote from Peter Schiff and I tend to see Peter Schiff as a character in the cryptocurrency space, probably one of the strongest Bitcoin bulls I know, um, despite the things he says, just because anytime he, he talks an absurd amount about Bitcoin, an absurd amount for someone that um, has, firstly, his own investment company, as far as I'm aware, and also someone that's a gold bug. Really, he should be talking about gold. Really, he should be commenting on gold um, if he really believes in gold, talking about the properties, about. Its history etc cetera, etc cetera, why he thinks it's a really good hold etc 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 but he comments constantly on Bitcoin and um, it's a bit of um, honestly it's crabs in the bucket mentality ultimately but not exposing yourself to the other position other person's arguments or, or people that don't uh, see the value in Bitcoin um, is a really bad position to be in because it means that you, you will not really um, a, be able to strengthen your own arguments, or be be able to deal with criticism uh, from the position you're working from, and C, you could be wrong. So it's really important to hear other people's comments. Um, however, let's talk about halving. So Bitcoin is going to now become more scarce than gold in terms of inflation after this halving. After this halving, Bitcoin will be the most scarcest asset, commodity, money, whatever it is everyone define it as the most scarcest thing on the planet that is traded so if you, just from a practical standpoint it's inevitably going to be a bullish thing for the cryptocurrency for Bitcoin it's, it's inevitable it's from 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 a practical standpoint so the question is is it priced in which is something I've seen a lot of people comment on saying it's already priced in people are aware of it it's not priced in and it's not it's not a matter of if it's priced in if you understand the mechanics of how the mining works and how um how they have to sell and have they have to buy new mining technology and how they can't release too too many new uh rigs because it means that too many people will be mining bitcoin it means difficulty adjustment will go up it means there's a, there's a whole game at play which is which is maintaining price stability over time bitcoin is going to become more stable over time due to the Due to the game theory behind bitcoin and i've only just completely um understood this and i've been in this for quite some time so you no know, that i think mining is probably something that i haven't really paid too much attention to until um like strong attention to just due to the fact that I, I didn't feel i could mine effectively so i didn't bother learning too much about it in terms of in terms of uh the game how the game theory will work and the broader broader uh, cycle, but it's really it's really crucial to know. So I think it's Very important you you learn if you can um, about how mining affects price throughout the entire cycle of not a market cycle, but from halving to halving because uh, That will really help you understand why Bitcoin's price is going to a increase over time, but b also stabilize over time provided we still have these companies releasing new mining rigs over time so Um, Yeah, that's my position on that. If you disagree, feel free to comment below or reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, Moving on. So, um, more bullish news, I guess, for Ripple, Um, but money match. I'll I'll skip this article because I don't think it's it's worth it. But basically, Ripple's cut costs for cross-border payments by 40%. So there's a strong bullish case for Ripple, but that's not a strong case for the XRP token um so let's talk about grayscale so crypto asset manager grayscale reports record inflows despite economic slump so multi-billion dollar asset manager grayscale reports the largest quarterly influx of inflows in its hi- history on thursday a potential indicator that at least some corners of the investment community have looked to crypto during a tumultuous market period the 2.2 billion asset manager offers a series of investment products that provide uh, indirect exposure to cryptocurrency assets so it's a derivative platform Um, In the first quarter of 2020, Grayscale raised 503.7 million across its family of of products, according according to its quarterly report. Grayscale's Bitcoin trust led the pack with inflows topping 388.9 million. So that's approximately double the previous quarter high of 254.8 million raised in the third quarter of 2019. So why is this significant? People are looking to buy Bitcoin or have exposure to Bitcoin, and it's increasing, signa- it's, it's increasing, especially in a time when it shouldn't be increasing. So it's very interesting seeing this when we have a spot price decreasing, when we have a liquidity, a liquidity, a liquidity, a liqui- oh My God, a liquidity crunch. <laughs> Couldn't get that out. Had to say it three times. Stumble over that. Um, a liquidity crunch um, hop- happening at the moment. And there's a massive sell-off. So, very, very interesting that we've seen probably the largest increase in demand for Bitcoin from an institutional level. Think about who are the people that will be what um, having exposure to BTC at, at, at Grayscale, more likely to be smarter money than what's trading on on uh, these ex- on typical crypto exchanges. So. Very very interesting. It's almost as if people are likely to see price increase or expecting to see price increase um but more more crucially, what I found interesting is this next next article grayscale now holds one point seven percent of bitcoin supply um as well because they they obviously have to have a percentage of bitcoin holdings based on people increasing uh their exposure to the um Grayscale Bitcoin trust. So That's that's pretty significant and that's likely to be Seen at other investment and asset management firms as well moving forward in the next couple of years So this is this is providing a new base of investors and um, if, we're, if we're likely to see any kind of decoupling from Bitcoin from the traditional markets Which we probably will see at some point in the future people start to pile on in, in on these in these uh, asset management firms um, because it, they'll see it as an asset. They'll be firstly beating inflation, providing greater returns of investment. Yes, it will be high risk, but based on their portfolio, we don't know how much risk they're exposing themselves to likely to be quite minimal. Uh, I'd say maximum 30% for most people investing in these asset management firms. Just from what I've heard from my friend friend that works at one of these. Uh, generally speaking, most people are investing at these firms are, aren't completely exposing themselves which is probably a smart move um, but um, it's very this is extremely bullish for Bitcoin and this is this is you know this kind of thing we want to hear um, just in terms of the breakdown as well uh, in terms of what else they're investing in there's a heavy proportion of people investing in Ethereum as well at uh, Grayscale so um, it seems like Bitcoin is leading the way then Ethereum And then I can see some uh, seems like a mix of just a mix of digital large cap uh, index. So very, very interesting, very interesting stuff. Okay, moving on. So gonna breeze through the last couple of pieces. Uh, So uh, John McAfee bets $1,000 that COVID will be gone in mid-May. And that's by the Harvening ETA. So this is coming from the guy that said he'd eat his dick. if Bitcoin wasn't a ridiculous price. Uh, which has passed already and then he openly said that um, He was saying that to to drive up price and get people on so basically You know that I think that's probably illegal um, I'm not sure though, um, but anyway um, I, uh, John McAfee is another character Personally someone that I wouldn't really listen to or take too seriously in terms of what he's saying with his tweets there's probably some other motive behind them, and that's likely to just uh, pump the price of something. It seems, um, but he's betting a thousand dollars. Why not bet more? Maybe because he's actually going to stick to this bet. Who knows? But we'll see. Next up, so Neo. So th- I found this um, article interesting. So it's actually talks about price analysis, but let's talk about Neo very quickly. So Neo, Neo. is is really interesting because it's one of the projects I would have expected to perform uh, to a much greater degree and it hasn't and um, we can see that there's ultimately less on-chain activity according to this article um, from a development standpoint and from a so so people developing for NEO Neo in terms of dApps but also on the chain itself Um, i I did mention in my last video one of the one of the most important factors in terms of uh fundamentals you can look at in terms of growth for a project or likely to provide you some upside um which price should follow is developers working on that cryptocurrency on that blockchain so that could be from apps or actually on the base on the base chain itself sentiment so people talking about that cryptocurrency um so that means uh You know positive or negative uh um, uh social media posts or you know posting on that crypto but it's more just the amount rather than positive or negative that really matters because it just means there's growing growing interest uh google trends as well is useful for that and um and what we're seeing with with neo is everything seems to be on the decline uh generally and that's not really a good sign. Um, and I know some of you uh, like Neo. Um, I've mentioned Neo before, and it just seems like it's not comp- being able to compete versus these newer projects that are popping up. Um, but Leo, Neo would probably be a more long-term play. And in this article, it does kind of look at look at some technical analysis. I haven't looked at that aspect, but just looking at this chart, you can kind of see um, it seems to be in a decent position for ab- at least in the short term for a bit of a see some upside. Looks like it's formed a bit of a double bottom, and if it can break above some resist key resistance levels, we'll likely see a bit of a run with NEO. Um, it's the most recent high, but um, from from more of a long term perspective, until we see some decent on chain activity and some more growth in this project, it doesn't doesn't seem like the best best uh, pick. So that's what I'm kind of saying for you guys in terms of that. Um, didn't load and that was about Bitcoin and mining and oil so I can just talk about that anyway because I have some ideas about that but basically the Future of Bitcoin is definitely going to be in the energy sector because uh, of a few reasons one usually there's a surplus of energy which in traditional traditional um, <coughs> Energy companies would be oil or gas and I was listening to a really cool podcast um tales from the crypt which i think if you guys could have a listen to at some point it'd be worth it it's definitely say subscribe to that podcast um he was interviewing a chap that works in the oil and gas industry and just explaining how he created a means of mining uh, bitcoin with uh, uh from the surplus oil and gas that is being produced rather than just burning it um, and it kind of makes sense because we saw from an electric electrical company I can't remember which a couple of weeks ago, which I mentioned on the podcast that they are Looking to mine bitcoin with the excess electricity they have um, Because it's not being used. It's just being stored. So why not make money from it? Why not use it as a means of hedging as well um, and put it to good use? So it's, it's there. Why not use it? So very interesting stuff but that's it for the video today guys thank you so much for listening or watching again don't forget to go to bullenberg crypto forward slash insider or bullenberg crypto dot com and join the email list i will be emailing out some very key things i'll be doing some book recommendations as well um which i think is key especially in this time if you are if you're working from home or in lockdown or have some extra time on your hands i do recommend you know in improving your learning it's going to be talking about technical analysis um also some fundamental stuff um i have some really really good books i've been finishing up recently which i think you guys will really benefit from so do make sure you're on that list but that's it from me hope you have an amazing day she'll t- speak to you very soon and wishing you guys all the very best